Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Behind the Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Mary Scott, and today I get to interview my dear friend, Leah Chabai. Leah and I work together, and I guess technically she's sort of my boss. Today, Leah shares about her health scare a few years ago and how it has now shaped every part of her life and made her quite the adventure junkie. I love this friend of mine so much and all of the wisdom she shares in this episode. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Leah Chabai. Hey, Leah. Hey, Mary Scott. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited because uh, we're real life friends. I guess I can kind of call you my boss. Can I call you that? <laughs> you can. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're kind of one of my bosses. I feel like, you know, I have a weird role at work and I have multiple people that are kind of like my boss. And so anyway, um, but <laughs> you and I are co-workers and real friends and I'm just so excited to have you on the show today. Can you um, take a few seconds and just kind of tell us who Leah is? Like, who are you? Who is your husband? What do you do every day? And all the fun stuff. Yeah. So I'm really excited to be here. Um, Like you said, my name is Leah. Um, I am married to an amazing man named Paul and we live here in Charlotte. Um, My husband is on staff as a pastor at Elevation Church, and I work at Proverbs 31 Ministries as a content director for Lisa Turkers. So I really feel like I have a dream job. It's so much fun. Um, my job entails a lot of things, but one of the <laughs> main things, <laughs> one of the main things that I do is I help Lisa with the book process from start to finish. So basically, concept to release. So. Um, Something that people are interested to know sometimes is that a typical book takes about two years from start to finish. So Mm -hmm. it's a really fun ride and I do it on the regular. So I I really really have a fun time with it. Yeah. (laughs) I always joke with you. I'm like, okay, Leah, like what's going to happen when it's time for you to write a book and you've been writing books with people forever? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not it's the so first fun. person to say that to me, but I'm like, "Woo, guys, this is a lot of work." <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Well, what what you won't say about yourself that I can say about you because I feel like I get to see what you do up close is that you are one of the hardest working people I know, and there is just not anything that can happen at the ministry without you. And so I Aww. just want to honor you. Are such a hard worker and just a great friend. And I just am so happy to have you on the show today. I'll probably like try and refrain from giggling my excitement the whole time, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's just fun when you have real friends on the show, but okay. So Leah, um, you and I kind of share similar passions when it comes to health and wellness and this kind of birth similarly to me in that, you know, I had a parent who walked a long road of illness, but you a few years ago had a really, um, interesting health scare. And honestly, it's something I don't know a ton of details about as a friend and I'm just so excited to learn but a few years ago your life kind of changed and it sort of set you on a path um to live life really intentionally and different than you did before and it's just so fun to watch you do that and I would just love for you to take us back um to a few years ago when you got diagnosed with Lyme disease and how a like what happened your season of life and then I just can't wait to like 
have people know what you do now. So can you take us back and kind of share a little bit about that story and your season of life and everything that happened? Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, it's definitely been a journey that I never thought I would find myself in. Um, Probably Mm -hmm. similar to a lot of people that get sick at a young age um, where it feels like you have the rest of your life ahead of you and something radically changes that. So um, in the summer of 2014, I, um, I had, I had not been feeling well for a couple of months, but I just thought, you know, I'm doing a lot. I'm involved with a lot of things. I'm just kind of, just kind of doing a lot, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I felt like, well, maybe, you know, if I just dialed that down a little bit, I'll feel a little bit better. And I really didn't. I was very tired, like exhausted all the time. And um, it just came to a head at, um, actually, it was over Memorial Day weekend. And my parents were visiting me. And I just got really sick. I had a fever for days and days. Um, We weren't really sure what was going on. I went to the doctor, they basically told me it was something that was just like a little virus. And you know, whatever, I could sleep it off. And, um, but it, it never resolved. And so to make a really long story short, I ended up going to a um, holistic doctor here in Charlotte. And he had actually treated a couple of other um, people that I know here. So I went to him and we ran um, full blood panels and all of this. And by this point, I was so weak that I couldn't even get out of bed to brush my teeth. Like I physically needed help to get in the car to go to these appointments. And um, my mom actually stayed in Charlotte with me to help me because I wasn't married. Um, I was moving out of an apartment. So I was just in a lot of transitional season of my life. And Mm -hmm. so this holistic doctor, thankfully, he was able to pinpoint a lot that was wrong. And we did some further testing. And um, really, the main culprit for me was Lyme disease, um, among a host of other things that were going on. And the inflammation levels in my body were astronomical. Um, I was actually at high risk for a cardiac event. So a heart attack or stroke. Um, At that that. point. Yeah. So um, my organs, my vital organs were all suffering, essentially, to put it in um, easy terms. So um, we I went through a very rigorous, um, basically holistic program with a very personalized setup with my doctor. And a lot of people were surprised at that they thought I should be at a cardiologist or something like that. And um I, you know, everybody takes their own path. And this was the path that I decided to go down. And um, so my doctor was able to really help me from a holistic standpoint, Um, we were able to get the inflammation under control pretty quickly, um, through very strict dietary supplemental um, things, some different therapies um, that were gonna that were helping my body just handle the high levels of inflammation and the just the Lyme overall, um, without getting into crazy details, I'm just trying to kind of keep it at an easily understandable, because it's really complicated. Um, But anyway, so I was on a pretty rigorous path with my holistic doctor for about a year. Um, And it was just a very, very hard time for me. Because like I said, 
when you're, I was 24 at the time, um, when you're young and you get sick and you just don't know, like, will my, will the rest of my life look like this? Will I be unable to, I had to take off of work for several weeks. I couldn't leave the house. I, like I said, I barely had the energy to brush my teeth. It was such a bad situation. Um, Mm. And, but I really, you know, in the middle of it, I remember asking God, God, why would you let this happen to me? Like, if you saw this coming, why wouldn't you just stop it? I just couldn't understand Mm. why God would let this happen to me. And I'll never forget, um, the Lord just spoke very clearly to me, Leah, you don't understand this now, but I am for you. I'm not against you. And I was like, okay, well, it doesn't feel like that right now. (laughs) Because I was, I was, I was basically bedridden for that summer. Um, It was just very, very hard. So to bring to make a very long story short, um, I pretty much stayed on this strict regimen with my doctor. And after several months, my blood tests began to come back normal, um, thankfully. Um, And about a year later was when I was really clear the Lyme wasn't coming up on my blood tests anymore. Um, I was able to, during the course of me getting sick, Paul and I actually did get engaged. um, I was going to say, I'm trying to remember where Paul was in this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And honestly... (laughs) One of the, he was such a gift to me during that time, because if you really think of it from his perspective, you have to be thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm dating this girl and she is deathly ill. Like, what am I getting myself into? I really didn't expect him to stay, to stay because I was so caught off guard by the whole thing. And I know he was too. Um, But the Lord really worked on both of us during that season to show us that we that he really had a good plan for us and that we were to be married and, you know, serve him together. And I learned a lot through that season. And one of them was that I, that Paul was going to take care of me in sickness and in health, that he was really the person for me and um, just how amazing man of God and the character that he had. Um, That was, that was one of the gifts that came out of that season um, of just being sick and, and having to surrender everything, literally everything in my life, I had to mm-hmm. surrender um, to the Lord and to other people to help me. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know if that kind of helped bring it around, but yeah. that was the, at least the beginning of the journey. Well, I know um, it's probably impacted you in so many ways, especially like, what are some of the ways other than just all the fun stuff we're going to get into, but what are some other like ways that you've seen the Lord just use that, like, has there been people specifically that you've had to be like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I had the same thing. And here's a way that I'm going to help like shepherd this with you because, you know, I've, I've been there before and I know that like, you know, I'm here to help you yeah. um, navigate yeah. this season too. Yeah. So I, yeah, one of the main things that has come for me being sick is just my acute awareness of how many other people need help, you know, with their own health issues. Um, I mean, if you really pay attention to the the landscape that we're looking at, there's a lot of young people that that are sick. um, And they're unsure what is happening, they don't feel well. Um, And of course, not not everyone has Lyme disease. So I'm not suggesting that by any means. But 
people that just need help or they need direction to a doctor that might be able to treat them holistically, or they just need somebody to listen to them. Um, because I've had quite a few friends, you know, I'm still in my twenties and I have multiple friends that have had serious health issues and they weren't finding any answers. And that's really hard. That is super, super hard. And so Um, The Lord has actually just used my story in so many ways. I've been able to sit down with people that are struggling with health issues. I've been able to have conference calls. I mean, I've actually brought people to my doctor for a second opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just think, you know, things that are really hard that we go through, man, they're brutal at the time. Like when you're going through it, it feels like there's no reason for this, that the Lord surely should have prevented it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we all would have been happy and gone on our merry way. But um, I've just seen that the, the hardships that I went through and the things that I still can deal with that it's more than just me, you know, there are people that need like my help, you know, because of my experience to at least just listen or to help point them in the right direction or one that has helped me and that I think might be able to help them. So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard in the moment to see that there could be any blessings whatsoever from those hard things. But I really, um, hindsight is 2020, you know, I can look back on that time, look back on that time and remember how upset I was but I can stand now almost five years later and see so many good things that the Lord brought from it. Right. Like it wasn't, it's like, okay, Lord, if you're going to ask me of this, like, let this not be wasted pain. Um, as I, you know, continue just to use hopefully what has been really miserable for me to help or benefit someone else. Well, similarly, like I said to you, um, just health and wellness is so impactful to me and you because we've had to see up close what it's like to not have that. And something that I admire of you so much is that you have really set yourself, like, I mean, like you said, you were unable to get out of your bed every day to really taking life by just like the the thorns. Is that what people say by the horns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and so what I mean by that, I I probably met you at the like after part of this and you were this girl who was constantly traveling and saying yes to all the fun things and I was like gosh she's so adventurous and then when I learned more of your story I was like wow it all makes sense so since you've been you know healed and feeling better you have just kind of become an adventure junkie um and (laughs) like a world traveler and all the things so can you kind of just explain what shift happened in your head and your heart when you went from not being able to brush your teeth to being all over the world? Yeah. Um, So it was probably, um, I would say it was probably a good two years from my initial diagnosis to when I really started feeling like me again, like I I was getting my energy back and um, I was on a good path during those two years, but it was just, it took that much time for me to be able to get back and be like, yeah, I want to do this stuff. Yeah. I think I can, set goals for myself and, you know, do all of this. I just had more of a drive to do it. And so I really decided I, I now know what it's like to look out at my life and wonder if I'm going to be sick forever, or if I'm not going to have the opportunity to do things that, um, you know, I think we all have a list of things 
uh, in our mind that we're like, yeah, I'll get to that one day. And Mm -hmm. I just started to see that list as why would I say that I'm going to do this one day if I know that I'm capable of doing it right now? Because Mm -hmm. really, we don't know, you know, we don't know what is coming tomorrow, or we don't know what other things might await us in the future. And that's not that's not to be scary or doomsday or anything like that. But just to say, I don't want to put these things off if I can do them. And I can really make that part of my everyday, I don't know, life and things that I strive Mm -hmm. to do. So yeah, we decided that we were going to um, aggressively travel the world. And (laughs) Um, and you have done that sister you have done that so yeah we decided it wasn't even like you know one day like the light switch flipped on it was more of like can we really do this I think we can and I feel well enough to do this and I don't think it has to cost us a million dollars I think there's a lot of misconceptions around um, you know, oh, I want to go to Hawaii. Oh, well, that'll at least be $10,000. You know, that's what people uh-huh. say. Well, that's actually uh-huh. not true. <laughs> I know because I've done it. Um, but I just decided I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it work with um, budget wise. I'm going to make it work so that it's fueling me in a healthy way and not, you know, draining me. Um, and so that we started doing our little adventures, I guess, Mm, like three years ago or so. So yeah. That makes sense. That's right when I met you. So yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Literally right when I met you, which is crazy. Well, and I think I need to say this from the outside looking in. She really like does do this on a budget. And (laughs) what what I think I have been so like eye-opened by by watching you do this is that you don't even like assume that you can't do it because of money. Like you just get creative. And so tell us – what you have done and what practices you've adopted to become like capable of traveling the way you do without like touching even like your savings account. Like tell us all the fun stuff because this is one of my most favorite things about you. Yeah. Well, and I know there's probably a lot of, and I don't even like this term, so I'm sorry in advance, but there's probably a lot of millennials listening. I'm a millennial. Um, I don't really <laughs> like the term because it doesn't, people never use it in a nice way, but um, I know it's I, true. I, yeah. But I also know because of that, um, a lot of people that are listening might have school debt and all of that, which we also had. Okay. So um, both of us had school debt. So a question that people ask me a lot is, well, how are you traveling and paying off debt and all of this? So And both being in ministry, we can say that, you know, like you're both in ministry. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that I think people get very confused by (laughs) the whole thing. Um, But basically what we decided to do was we made a really tight budget, um, like under our means. So we looked at how much we had every month and we budgeted to use enough money below that. And then we were using that additional money to put towards our college debt. So we were more aggressively paying off um, on also cars. And so then it's like, okay, well, where does the travel budget come from? So we decided that we would make a monthly quota for ourselves to meet with side jobs and projects. Um, 
so, you know, we had that amount every month. And so we would do side things like Paul would help people move or I would do some like freelance stuff for people or um, another one fun thing that we started doing was thrifting. So we would go to thrift <laughs> stores. This is really fun. It sounds a little scrappy and it really is. You're very good it, at it. You're very good at it. <laughs> it's so fun though I really think it's fun it's like treasure hunting but we would go out to Goodwill and Salvation Army and all that and we would just find stuff that was obviously really cheap because we're getting it at a thrift store look it up online see what people are selling it for online and then make a profit by buying low and selling high right so genius we might literally genius it really is and anybody can do it but for example um I found a pair of brand new Prada shoes from Saks Fifth Avenue. I found it at Salvation Army. Um, I bought them for $3 and I sold them for like 90 bucks. <laughs> so see, you can, you just gotta see, be really, it, you can call it scrappy or you can call it really wise. I mean, either yeah. way works. <laughs> resourceful, resourceful. How about we go with that? There you go. Um, I like that one. Yeah. So basically then we were funding our own vacation fund, um, out of side jobs that had nothing to do with our salaries. Um, our salaries that were coming in every month that we were putting towards living expenses and debt, like I said. Um, Mm. so basically whatever we were bringing in on the side is what we would use for these trips. And that's how we would budget the trips out. Um, so so Yes, you can kind of see like it didn't, we didn't just depend on our salaries for that. We really didn't dip into savings at all. And we didn't dip into our monthly paychecks at all for the the traveling at all. We just had to get really creative on the side. Um, So yeah, it's, (laughs) we get a lot of questions about it, but it's, I think it's something everybody can do and it doesn't need to be a, um, like it doesn't need to be that you need to go thrifting, but what are some things that make sense naturally? Like if you love kids and you want to nanny or babysit after work mm-hmm. or something like that, then you can start taking that money and putting it towards um, just a vacation fund. But I think the main thing is, is that you have to be proactive about your life and not reactive. You mm-hmm. can't just sit back oh. and say, well, the, the facts are against me here. Um, you can make it happen. You just, you've got to kind of take into account your situation, um, the realities that you have, and then see how you can think outside the box. So good. I love that. You need to be proactive about your life instead of reactive. And that is so fitting in a sticky statement sort of way. I love it, Leah. Um, (laughs) we can't escape the sticky statements. (laughs) I love it. Well, and I think it's also important to say, like like you said, you, you just were creative and you just like took your life and said, okay, I'm done living as if I'm going to have my retirement years to do this because I might not. And right now I feel good. And so we're going to do that and really channel it. And it's so awesome. Okay. Another thing that I think is really amazing that you and Paul do, and I would love for you to share some insight about is your Chabai Summit. So this kind of goes in a little bit about your planning and proactive approach about life. And it's something that I've seen multiple groups of our friends start doing because of you. And so I'd love for you to tell all the listeners about Chabai Summit. Yeah. Yeah. So you're totally right. This really was born out of our heart and desire to be proactive and not reactive because we we're finding ourselves in a place where we 
had a lot of things getting scheduled in our lives. And then we weren't taking the time to really be intentional about what we wanted to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Just maybe in our personal lives or in our time together or in our time with the Lord and that journey, like we just weren't really being intentional about it. So we've been doing something called the Chabai Summit um, for several years now, which is where we go out of town. Um, we don't stay at our house because there's just too many distractions when we're here. Mm-hmm. So um, we go and rent a little Airbnb um, somewhere within a couple dri- driving hours of Charlotte. And we take an entire day to plan out our entire year. So we look at um, a month by month scheduling. So, you know, what what are big work things that are coming up for Paul? What are big work things coming up for me? What are some weddings that are happening or that we're officiating? Because Paul's a pastor, so we do premarital counseling <laughs> and we, we, or he officiates weddings. So we, we map out a lot of the big stuff. Um, we also take the time to dream and forecast out what trips we want to take. Um, we lay out all of our days off from work for the year. Um, and we typically will put in for those days in the beginning of the year so that we already have them mapped out and planned out. Oh, smart. Yeah, um, so smart. Yeah. And then a couple of other things we do are we look at our budget and we reassess. Um, we see how we've been doing um, based on our current budget. We use the Dave Ramsey app called Every Dollar that allows you to mm-hmm. kind of track your spending. Um, and that's been a game changer for us. So we use that kind of as a tool to show us where we are. Um, but then also financial planning for the future. We talk about our word for the year as a family and our scripture for the year, um, as a family. And then we also plan out goals, um, relationally. So in our marriage, things that we want to work on in our marriage, um, couples that we want to get together with that year, um, Mm. just other, like any sort of, we also have personal goals. So, you know, if it's like, I want to start working out an additional day a week, things like that. Um, we literally lay all of this out. Um, and we just have really good conversation around each one of these pieces. Um, and so I'm responsible. I'm kind of the holder of our calendar and our trips because like I said, I'm the, I'm the budget girl. So I look and I'm like, Ooh, I can get this flight for like a hundred dollars instead of $700, you know, like I think I own those details. And then Paul has his, he brings the budget and financial stuff. So we each, um, we each own a piece of the pie, but we're very flexible in hearing from the other person and what we can improve upon and, and all of that. So honestly, it's just set us up for success so much because instead of walking into the year, kind of like blind and again, reacting to the many demands of just realities of life and things that happen and family expectations and all that, um, we can kind of go into the year already having really healthy boundaries and also having built in the healthy time for us to spend together and to do those things Mm -hmm. that fuel us like going on trips and, and all that. So it's like one of my very favorite times of the year. Um, And like I said, we just really take like a weekend to, or at least a day to go overnight and, it, should, it doesn't have to be all practical. It's a lot of dreaming too. It's, it's so fun. And I would really encourage, uh, you know, a lot of people say to me, well, I'm not married, so I can't do that. No way. You should do it. If you're single, if you're single, yes. yeah. yes. 
yes, no matter what season you're in, this is, this is really about, like I said, being proactive about your life and asking the Lord to show you, Lord, where would you have me go this year? I just want to be in step Mm -hmm. with you. So it's a time to reset. And I think um, it's a great way to start off your year. Well, and I can say like, because I know you're a highly achieving person and I kind of fall on that too. And Daniel, Daniel and I like together, like he's a one on the Enneagram and I'm like a two, three. And so we have like super detailed, super high, you know, achieving personalities. And so if we had stayed in our house or like if we stayed here to try and figure out what we wanted to do to dream, we would never do it because we just come up with something else we had to do. Yeah. Um, because, and then there's no room. You become so high functioning that there's no room for like, you know, to live your life on purpose. I know it's so cheesy, but you can, I specifically get so caught up in just daily, you know, grunting it out work. And, you know, by Saturday, I'm like, well, what can we do for our house instead of work? And it just never ends. And so I think that's so good. I I mean, it's one of my favorite things that you do. And I, I clearly it's becoming a ripple effect because I think like <laughs> half of our friend group is literally <laughs> doing it now too, because you guys set the toe and I think it's so good. And something that I, I think we should do that in marriage. We could, we should take ourselves on a date and think about personal things and then yeah. anything. I think it's such good information well I know I might be thinking this practically um but like how do you decide um how to book a trip or how do you decide where to go or how do you decide like how to budget friendly a trip like how did that whole process go for you yeah I actually I feel like I kind of taught myself and you might be shocked to hear this but I was deathly afraid of airplanes until I was like 20 years old so the oh, fact no. that I'm flying like all over the world now is crazy because and you travel a lot for work. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I think I flew like 35,000 or 40,000 miles last year. So the fact that I used to when I first moved to North Carolina, I used to take a train home to Philadelphia, which is 12 hours and I would not um, encourage anybody to do that. But so I've, I've come a long way, but I've kind of taught myself, um, like just through kind of searching the internet and understanding how different airports work and different flight paths and all of that. Um, I've kind of taught myself, but one of the main things that, um, I guess some of the biggest expenses when you're looking at a trip are travel there, typically airfare, right? Especially if you're going internationally mm-hmm. um, and the lodging once you get there. So I use like a couple different ways to kind of search for cheap flights. Um, I'm a big fan of Scott's Cheap Flights, which is like an email subscription that um, they will send you emails about cheap flights or mistakes stake fairs or sales that are going on. Um, and you can kind of jump on those deals pretty quickly and get really cheap international flights. Um, I have um, an American Airlines credit card. So I, uh, I accumulate a lot of points that way. And so we're mm-hmm. actually going to Europe in May. Um, we're going to we're flying direct to Barcelona from Charlotte, and then we're flying back from London to Charlotte, which this is real crazy, you guys. But if I would have booked those flights just out of the blue, like with my own cash money, it would have been $9,700 because they're one-way flights. They're one-way flights, so they're more expensive. Um, And because I had miles and I used my miles, it cost me like $300. So we're going on this trip 
for like nothing. Um, so that I use crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. So I use miles. Um, I think I would really encourage people to if you're like, whoa, I, I don't really know if I want to go internationally or anything like that. I think a really good place to start is by creating just a bucket list for your own city that you live in. Like, what are some things that you want to do in your own city or within a couple hours of your city, maybe a place you can drive to that is really fun and that you can do easily and still kind of feeds that adventurous spirit that you have. Um, And then if you want to start looking at other parts of the country to go to, or you want to do a road trip, or you do want to kind of dip your toes in going somewhere internationally, um, you can kind of start to build that out. But for us, we do, we have a bucket list for everything. And so um, we're hitting a couple big bucket list items on this trip. This is really going to be like a bucket list trip. Where are you going this year? Yeah. I want to know all the deeds. Yeah. So this big trip that I said, um, I got those crazy, that crazy flight deal from, um, we're flying to Barcelona, which is um, on Paul's bucket list. He really loves the soccer team there. So he really wants to go to Barcelona. Um, We're going to go to Paris. And then we're going to go to the Greek islands, which I went a couple years ago, but Paul never got to go. And it's just such a special place. Um, I love it. I love the people. I love the culture. I love the food. So we're going there. And then we're going to go back through to London to fly back out, um, which I've always wanted to go to London. I really love royalty and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. Me too, um, girl. Yeah. So there's a couple of different things we're hitting on this trip that are really big items on the bucket list. And so, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's just, you really have to sit down and think of like, you might be listening and think, I do not ever want to go to Paris or London. And that's great. So think of some places that you really want to go, things you really want to see, you want to try, like, I don't know, something in Portugal, or you want to go to Italy, you really want Italian pizza, something like that, you know, it's, (laughs) It's fun to dream. It's really fun to dream. And um, once you kind of, you can start looking into some tools, like some of the ones I said that are help with cheaper flights. Um, Google flights is also a great tool where you can monitor flight deals and they'll email you Mm -hmm. your certain flight path and, and different pricing and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Those are just a couple um, things that I use and Honestly, I just peruse airline websites for fun. Is that weird? <laughs> no, it's not weird. We all have our thing. You guys, you know, I read like weird nutrition books on the side. Yeah. You know yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We all have our things. Okay. Well, more than anything, I feel like you've given us permission to just feel like we can dream. Like, I don't know where, maybe this is just me, but I feel like I got in, like, it feels not wrong to dream, but just it feels like a luxury, if that makes sense. And I think what I love about the way you and Paul do it is you're just like, no, this is just something we want to do. And there's nothing wrong with it. It just you have to, like you said, be proactive and not reactive and just go for it. And so you shared such good advice. I can't I'm going to make a schedule a Chabai. I mean, a Mercer, sorry, a Mercer (laughs) summit this year. I was about to call it a Chabai summit. Yeah, you're coming on our summit. (laughs) I'm going to come with you guys. Oh, my gosh. It's so fun. And I think I just really want people to hear that when you think that you can't do something, really take that out. And like, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel Mm -hmm. like you can't 
go to California or something. You've never been to the West Coast. Why do you feel like you can't do that? Is it because some parameters have been placed on you? Is it because someone's told you that it's too expensive? Like, I would just say, chase that down. What is the origin of that? And then really say to yourself, whenever, like, I will never say anymore, I'm going to do that one day. I'm not, I don't say that anymore because I... I'm like, okay, I'm going to put it on my list. I'm going to make this happen. Okay. And that's, it's right. fine to, it's fine to think that. And of course we put all of our plans in the Lord's hands. So I'm not suggesting to go rogue and not do something that the <laughs> Lord has told you, hasn't told you to do. But um, I just mean on a practical level of just feeling stuck. If you feel like I'm stuck, I don't really know what I'm doing with my life. You know, I've heard a lot of people say that and it's like, Hey, maybe there are some things that, can really fuel your passion and you've just you've accepted that you can't do it well that's just not yeah you've put yourself in a box yeah it's just it's not always true um I know there's extenuating circumstances but I would just really encourage you to to think through why does this not feel like I can do it Mm. well I think that's a good word for a trip or any kind of goal like to put self uh, inflicting comments like I can never or, or speaking in absolutes or I will never be able to or I can or I'm too whatever like we just get in our own way and you're so right like we just need to like okay we'll take that we're gonna make it an actionable item instead of a, a wish because wishes never actually happen on on purpose you know uh, right. so good Leah thank you this is all such good information I can we need to just start like a, a hashtag called Chibai Summit but then everyone <laughs> else can name it their own thing and it's gonna become this trending thing. I love it. Okay. Well, to switch gears just a little bit, obviously we know you're loving to travel and we're love you're loving planning trips and all of the fun things, but is there anything that's just really giving you energy right now? Like just fun stuff, books you're reading. You probably don't have a ton of time to read books. Well, I know you try and read novels since you, you write so many uh, nonfiction books with Lisa all the time. Um, but <laughs> is there anything that you're reading or loving or eating and cooking that you're loving right now? Just anything. Well, I am loving, um, and we did this through Proverbs 31 online Bible study, but um, Breathe by Priscilla Shire. It's so good. Mm. Um, It's an amazing study. And it's just really about building really healthy um, Sabbath rest into your life. And what what does it look like to build in healthy white space and all the things that we all need? in a culture that's moving like a thousand miles an hour. Um, it's not wrong right. to want that rest and it's not wrong to want to be refilled and all of that. Um, because the Lord has created us for that and he's actually gifted us Sabbath rest, um, for a reason. So okay. I'm really loving that. I'm in the middle of that study. I was a little bit behind the online Bible study, but I'm, I'm about halfway through it now. So that is a really good one that I would recommend to really anyone, whether you struggle with that or not. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I started looking at a new, this is kind of back to travel again, but again, I just love travel. Um, a, <laughs> a, a cool website that you can kind of use to dream is called sky scanner. And basically mm. what that allows you to do is it allows you to put in your airport and it, you can put in to go anywhere and it'll show you what the cheapest flights are to anywhere in the world um, are from your airport. So that's really fun too. It kind of is. Really? Yeah, it's really fun. So those are just some oh, things. I, I know that. those are kind of like complete opposite things, but um, you know, 
to each their own. <laughs> you know, hey, and sometimes, you know, we can say this. Sometimes Sabbath resting looks like going on a trip. Like that might be what brings you ultimate rest and it's refreshment true. and refuelment. So, hey, they go hand in hand, you know. There you go. Um, well, Leah, what? Where can people follow along with you on your travels and all the fun adventures that you and Paul go on? Yeah, well, the best place to follow me would be on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is L Chabai. So I know I have a complicated last name, but it's C-H-A-B as in boy, A-I. I have to tell that to all the customer service, you know, people that don't understand my last name. So Elchabai and yeah, I'm taking a little bit of a social media break right now, but I'm really just asking the Lord to show me um, what he would have me share on social media just about travel because mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of messages from people that yes, want to do yes, this. Yes. They're wanting to do this. They're wanting uh-huh. to see the world and um, but also pay off their student loans and also, you know, not be eating ramen every night just for dinner. So <laughs> I mean, this is a real thing. So I am, I'm just stay tuned. I might be posting more on Instagram about how to do this um, practically in your life. Oh, yay. You know, I have been waiting for this. I'm like, Leah, when are you going to start your travel blog? Not that you have any extra time, but I'm like, okay, come on, sister. You just have such valuable information. And that's why I was like, yes, I'm going to have her on on our show to talk about this. Oh my gosh. So fun. (laughs) I'm so pumped. Well, thank you again, just for being my friend and also coming on the show and sharing your story and just kind of giving us all like a guideline or you know, just some advice on how to be proactive with our life instead of reactive. And so, yeah, anyway, I'm just thankful for you and I'm thankful for your time and for joining us today. Thank you. It's been so great. Thanks, Mary Scott. Golly, I love that girl. Who else wants to go plan a weekend in the woods somewhere with their spouse or simply by themselves to plan their next adventure? I know I do. I told Daniel we need to do our very own Shabai Summit ASAP. I cannot get enough of all of her good advice and tips and tricks. You can find all of the fun things and all of the travel advice that Leah shared with us on our episode today on our website at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. We have been so encouraged by everyone's continued support for Behind the Bliss. Truly, it blows our minds to read your direct messages, your emails, your Instagram posts, and your reviews on iTunes. Speaking of reviews, would you take 30 seconds to leave us a review on iTunes? Reviews are so helpful for those who may have never heard about our show, trying to decide whether or not they want to join our community of listeners online. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week.